0: Welcome back, my friends, once again to a special episode of Red Pill News. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and I have a couple of bits of housekeeping I wanted to put out there for you so that you know how things are going to be proceeding on the channel in the future. After next week, I will be retiring Occam's Razor. That means that the Tuesday-Thursday show at 1 p.m. will cease to exist. And uh, from that point forward, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 5 p.m. will be Red Pill News Live, the show that I normally do only on Mondays and Wednesdays. This is going to give me a, a bit of a regularity in my schedule. And at this point, uh, hopefully, it will also help people to tune in at a regular time so they won't be confused about the schedule. Now, also beginning next month, on Wednesdays, I will be joining Jason Burmis on American Media Periscope on his show, Making Sense of the Madness. Today, I'm going to show you a segment that Jason and I recorded a couple of weeks back. Those shows will also be broadcast here on my channel, Red Pill 78, so you'll be able to catch them either on AMP or here on the regular channel on Rumble and my other platforms as well. So please do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and check out this special segment, I filmed with Jason Burmess on making sense of the madness if you're thinking about heading to Binance or you already have an account there or maybe you're going to open a crypto account at some other large global exchange I want you to stop and instead head on over to MyDigitalMoney.com Now why is that? Well, because last month it was revealed that Binance has been co-mingling customer funds, at least in 2020 and 2021. This is a clear breach of U.S. financial rules that require that customer money be kept separate from company revenue. Now, by Finance has actually denied mixing these funds, but the SEC has another thought in mind. Now, if this sounds familiar, it's because this is the same exact situation that FTX was in that led to its epic downfall, taking $8.9 billion in customer funds with it. And this is why My Digital Money keeps your assets with a qualified custodian under your name. When you invest with My Digital Money, your funds are completely secure. It will never be commingled with company funds. And in fact, No matter what happens to my digital money, your funds will always be safe. Because you see, my digital money complies with regulations, regulations that are designed to protect you and your funds. So if you want to invest in cryptocurrency, invest with my digital money. Head on over to mydigitalmoney.com by clicking the link in the description box below, or you can give them a call at 833-636-2008. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel.
1: They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. It's very simple. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. They want you silenced. And I am the only one that can save this nation because you know they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. And I just happen to be standing in their way and I will never be moving. On November 5th, 2024, justice will be done. We will take back our country and we will make America great again. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great job. Thank you.
2: Bold words from a man with a big target on his back and I believe more indictments to come. Can Teflon Don stay out of prison at this point in this very, very apparent banana republic? Here to discuss that is Zach Payne. He's the host of Red Pill News, also a part of Badlands Media. How are you today, Zach? I'm
0: excellent, Jason. Thank you very much for
2: having me. So what are your thoughts here? Obviously, we have the E. Gene Carroll case. He loses in portions there. It's the first time we've seen him take even a small L. Then we have what I, I do believe is the Boxes hoax. Obviously, he took these documents because he wanted them as part of his library. They probably make him look very good. And we already know that things are overclassified. There's absolutely nothing in there that could possibly cost anybody's life. That's Johnny Nonsense end a joke. However, it's Espionage Act time and possibly more indictments via the Georgia election case. Can he win? Can he stay out of jail? Can he get the Republican nomination?
0: Well, I think anything is possible. I, I think that it's a foregone conclusion. Donald Trump will once again be the Republican nominee for president in 2024. Uh, whether he does that Outside a jail cell or inside a jail cell, uh, I have uh, no idea as to which direction it's going to go because literally we are in such unprecedented territory right now. And I think that um, many things that people thought could never happen here in America, such as the indictment of a former president, not only at the state level, but at the federal level, uh, that that would have been unheard of. The the very idea that that could occur would have been so foreign to so many people. But as it's happened now, it's not wholly unsurprising, as we've seen what they've been willing to do over the last several years. I mean, from the moment he announced his candidacy, they have thrown everything that they could possibly think of into his way to try to stop him and thwart him throughout his administration. Uh, so now I see this as the last desperate gasp of a failing system that sees Donald Trump as an existential threat to their future. And if by some chance they do end up putting him in prison, there is nothing that will preclude him from being able to stay the presidential candidate for Republicans in 2024. And even if they somehow remove him from the ballot, I think that uh, what we're seeing is good for Donald Trump in the eyes of the people. And I could very easily see a, a wide-scale write-in campaign that would still end up electing him president. If he becomes president again, he can just you know, unilaterally pardon himself or anybody else. But beyond that possibility, I think that he really does have a good shot when it comes to arguing these cases, uh, specifically in regards to the question between the Espionage Act or the Presidential Records Act. I think that the Presidential Records Act uh, takes precedence over this. Uh, We had the uh, Clinton socks drawer case that was decided by Judge Amy Berman Jackson, who currently sits on the Supreme Court. Uh, They found in that case that the president has a unilateral power to decide what will become declassified, what can be part of their uh, personal records versus what has to go to the National Archives. Uh, So this is definitely going to take some time, and uh, it may be adjudicated in a number of venues. But I think that President Trump truly does have the upper hand.
2: Well, I, I think that's a lot, man. I <laughs> I look at this situation right now, and first of all, the Espionage Act is over the top. But you see, yeah. so many members of his former administration coming out against him. On the other side of the break, will play uh, Bill Barr's reaction. And to me, Bill Barr is just another side of the coin of John Brennan. And they're helping now to run this media relations operation to at least not allow him to have that nomination. Now, if he has the nomination, there is a chance. However, have we fixed the infrastructure of corruption from 2020. I understand that unless there's another emergency, and who knows, there might be just prior to the election. We won't have mail-in ballots on a mass scale, but we certainly haven't changed the system of the voting machines themselves, Zach.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that's probably the biggest threat to our ability to put him back into office. Uh, There are limited efforts taking place all across the country. There's a number of cases that I think uh, could decide whether or not we're going to have a free and fair election system come 2024 uh the uh the case with Kerry Lake in Arizona that's not over and done with and uh, I also think that it's fairly powerful that the uh US Postal Service Inspector General just came out and admitted that the whistleblower uh information from 2020 uh, about the ballots being trafficked from Pennsylvania to uh to New York or New York to Pennsylvania uh, actually happen. Uh, so I think that what's most important is uh, allowing this information to seep into the minds of the American people, because if we're going to change anything, then it has to be a demand from us. We have to force the hands of the people who are not truly representing us in Washington, D.C., or even in our state houses, uh, because without the pressure from the people, these people have no will to act.
2: Well, I absolutely agree. And the problem is that we have not had any accountability, but let's, let's make Trump accountable to himself because so many of these people, such as John Bolton, who says, and I actually agree with Bolton that Trump thought these were cool, where I disagree. He suggests that he should go to jail from it. Uh, Again, I think that these are documents again, that show him in the best light that he wants to represent his, you know, his history, you know, his legacy. And obviously that legacy should include the 2020 election being stolen. And I'd love a hero's story that in 2024, somehow, some way he gets back in there. Is there any reprise for these traitors amongst, you know, the obvious uh, Democrats and operatives who have gone after him now criminally and falsely in a treasonous behavior Or are we going to get more of the same? Who should his administration be and what actions need to be taken if we get this Hail Mary?
0: I think there has to be reprisals. Um, This must be in order to be successful. Donald Trump 2.0, a second term in office, has to be very different uh, than what we saw the first time around. You know, it was almost as if he was hesitant to bring these people to heel and call them to task. Uh, Because he didn't want to have to deal with future reprisals, but they've shown themselves to have absolutely zero moral authority in this situation. They're willing to do anything and everything to ensure his ultimate destruction, and that would end up with the destruction of the American people and our republic in general, I think. These people have to pay. They have to be held to account. And uh, if President Trump is successfully reelected, uh, he's going to be in a position of significant power. As far as his administration, uh, it has to be comprised of people who are not part of the current Um, unelected bureaucratic state. I mean, these people truly are the deep state, the people in the administrative branch of government and all these various federal agencies uh, who have unions and don't have to worry about, uh, you know, orders coming down from the president. All they have to do is slow walk things, uh, stop uh, these decisions from being implemented. And effectively, they can put the brakes on his uh, his his whole agenda. Uh, but I, I think that these people must pay. And that's not just simply because they've committed crimes and they have turned their backs on America, neglected their oath, um, but because it needs to happen if America is going to heal, if they're going to believe that we have a system that is free and fair, uh, that we have an uh, an equal application of justice under the law. I mean, we clearly don't have any of those things right now. And I think that... Uh, These people have to go to prison. Well, I'd like to see it. Zach, we're going to talk about that
2: and much more on the other side of this break. It's Making Sense of the Madness.
1: Banks are supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world. But in 2022, that changed. The Federal Reserve pulled out $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banks. And the Fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand. This means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720 605 What about this this chief argument that comes up for the president's allies and his legal team that this should have been handled under the Presidential Records Act, not this Espionage Act charge and other federal statutes that were used here? Well, it started out under the Presidential re- Records Act and, and the archives trying to re- retrieve documents that Trump had no right to have. But it quickly became clear that what the government was really worried about were these classified and very sensitive documents. I was shocked by the degree of sensitivity of these documents and how many there were frankly. And uh, so the government's agenda was to get those, uh, protect those documents and get them out. And I think it was perfectly appropriate to do that. It was the right thing to do. Uh, And I think the counts under the Espionage Act uh, that he Willfully retained those documents are solid counts. Now, I, I do think we have to wait and see what the defense uh, says and, and, and what proves to be true. But I do think that even half what Andy McCarthy said, which is, if even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a it's a pretty it's a very detailed indictment, uh, and it's very very damning. And this idea of presenting Trump as a victim here, a victim of a witch hunt, uh, is ridiculous yes he's been a victim in the past. Yes, his uh, adversaries have obsessively pursued him with phony claims and i've and i 've been at his side defending against them when he is a victim, but this is much different he 's not a victim here. He was totally wrong uh, that he had the right to have those documents. Those documents are among the most sensitive secrets that the country has he they have to be in the custody of the archivist. He had no right to maintain them and re- retain them. And he kept them uh, in a way uh, at Mar a Lago that anyone who really cares about national security would, their stomach would churn at it.
2: He's not. Zach, what do you think about Bill Barr's response?
0: I feel like Bill Barr, much like all of the other establishment uh, deep state war hawks, they smell blood in the water. And uh, I've I've never truly trusted Bill Barr other than to be exactly what he is, which is a a spook, okay? I mean, he's been uh, a usurper at Trump's side this entire time. You know, to me, when I see Bill Barr and all of these other uh, uh, talking heads on mainstream media and I read the indictment, the only thing that I can think of is the overwhelming sense of hypocrisy that is being broadcast from their mouths every time they open it. He's talking about the way these documents were stored. Okay, Mar-a-Lago is essentially a fortress. All right. The Secret Service was there making sure that people weren't stinking onto the grounds and and that the documents were not simply out there on the front lawn for people to come and, and peruse through. Joe Biden kept documents of the same type. In his U uh, uh, Pen office in Chinatown, uh, in his garage next to his Corvette, in his uh, private study—I mean, they were strewn everywhere. So, what separates the actions of Donald Trump from the actions of Joe Biden? Well, I'll tell you this: so Joe I'm Biden wasn't it. president.
2: It separates that because I'm going to tell you. Here's the deal. I think they've used that as a backdoor to get rid of Biden last minute and maybe install a Newsom or somebody else of their liking because they don't want a second term or administration from him. And it's all a ploy not to get Democratic debates. And they can use that same excuse, only they're not going to prosecute old, good old Joey B, right? He's done too well. They'll let him step down Nixon-style and they'll let it go away. Donnie T, the bigot, the racist, the white supremacist, the insurrectionist, he's going to prison, brother. In the last few minutes, what do you think happens in the run-up to what, w- what should be Republican debates? Are we going to have Republican debates? Are we going to have selective Republican de- debates where Donald Trump is not allowed? Will we have separate ones where Trump and others are? What are your thoughts there?
0: I mean, as it stands right now, I think that they're going to have to just allow them to proceed as normal if they shut down Republican debates in the same way that Democrats have already said that they're not going to have debates. I mean, it just continues to prove our point and, and Donald Trump's point. You know, it's funny. Bill Barr said, you know, that, oh, yes, he's been a victim in the past. But Not this time. Now, finally, they've actually got something that they can attack him for that's legitimate. I just don't believe that. And I don't think that the majority of the American people believe that either. Uh, I think that we are going to see debates. I think that Donald Trump will continue to rise in popularity. I think that as his ultimate point, that he is a, a target of this failed and corrupt system, continues to be driven home, more and more people are going to recognize what type of a nation we live in right now. And that is a banana republic. I I mean, this is, you you know, Colombia, Venezuela, Bolivia. I mean, this is not the kind of thing that you would expect to see here in this nation. Uh, We are supposed to be a a, a nation of law and order. And right now we have neither. We we just have the arbitrary implementation of various statutes and laws. uh, And it's all at the whim of whoever's in charge in Washington, D.C.,
2: you know, I talked a little bit about the accountability of Trump himself for kind of empowering these people that are now not even stabbing in the back, stabbing him in the front as expected. But is there also an irony that, you know, he ran on loving the WikiLeaks and many expected him to pardon Assange. He didn't, in fact, send Rohrabacher in and try to negotiate something that failed. But his Department of Justice went on this, let's charge him with the espionage track, uh, charges. And now they're doing the same thing to him. Is there not irony there?
0: I I definitely think there is. It's not lost on me. Um, You you know, at the end of the day, President Trump He's running the country, but he's like the CEO of America. You've got all of these functions, subfunctions that have to be delegated to all of these departments, to your cabinet members, to the heads of these departments, and then mid-level managers below that. So there's a lot of decision making that's taking place in the background, and people are just delivering information to Donald Trump. Yeah, I was disappointed at the way that uh, the Assange situation was handled. But how involved uh, on a day to day basis was was Donald Trump in deciding exactly how that was going to proceed? You know, perhaps in the same way that these talking heads are coming to America and saying, you know, all of this information in these documents, damning major uh, uh, red flags for national security. Perhaps they came to Donald Trump after they had already decided exactly how they were going to handle Julian Assange. And they they said, we have 100 percent evidence that Julian Assange was directly involved in violating the national security of the United States. And this is the only way that we can do it. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's all up for conjecture at this point. But, yeah, I think there certainly is a level of irony. And uh, I, I ultimately believe that at the end of the day, he's going to be victorious because if he isn't, then America's done for. That's it.
2: Well, if he is victorious, one of the first things he needs to do is drop those charges, get him out of Belmarsh, and ensure that those charges will never come back. Zach, it's been a pleasure. Quickly tell people where they can find your stuff.
0: Uh, you can find me on Rumble at Red Pill 78. I am also on the Foxhole. Uh, you can go to my website, redpill78news.com, Twitter, Truth Social at Red Pill 78. And I hope to see you there
2: all right thank you so much zach and thank you guys for joining us on another great making sense of the madness remember we are here at amp news monday through friday 6 p.m eastern see you tomorrow